Hi, I'm Luke. I'm Kaylin. And, and this, this is, is Death Row Dialogue. Dialogue. So, to start it off, we got two new states. Sorry, I don't remember which ones they were. You're important. Yes, I just don't remember. They're city states. I can't keep up with them all. Um, so, I got a question today that... <sighs> my mom, actually. She was like, so, do you research before you do the podcast? And I was like, what do you mean? I Obviously, I research the crime. She's like... Yeah, but, like, you know, some of the, like, side stuff. It's like, I mean, the last episode I researched what Valium was so that I knew <laughs> what it was. And she's like, yeah, but, like, you had that episode a few a few back about, like, the military and, like, going AWOL and stuff like that. She's like, you know you have, like, tons of family in the military that you could have asked instead of just, like, winging it. And I was like, no. I researched the crime. Right. That That's enough. If I researched every small thing my researching would take hours. Yeah. So, if you're wondering if I wing it, I do. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little. We're not professionals here. No. And I will get stuff wrong. And there are people I could ask, but I don't. And that's just how this podcast is. It's a little bit better, you know, with a little mystery. Yeah, I love getting corrected after. <laughs> it's my favorite part. Barracks County. <laughs> I said Bexar. Oh, Bexar. My bad. But um, I am ready, if you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. So, I'm trying to decide how to do this today. Do you want to do, like, a story, or do you want to do, like, it's about so-and-so? Decide now. A story. Okay. I had it typed up both ways, in case you went either way. Watch, there's going to be like 50 people who just click away right now. <laughs> yeah, they just stop. I can see when you do that. I will know who you are. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, I won't. I'm just kidding. Then say your name. Okay. So, on February 3rd, 1978, at 3.15 a.m., Fred Norris, who was a 16-year-old high school student, was working with Mike Mason, who was 26, at the 7-Eleven. Fred was sweeping the porch in front of the store when a man walked by and spoke to him while entering the store. It's probably just a casual exchange while they're going into the 7-Eleven. Fred followed him into the store after, and a second man came in. Fred went to the frozen food section to, um, I think it was, he said he was, at that time every night, he went and got some like frozen food and heated it up during his shift. While he went to the frozen food section, when he turned around, the first man that had walked in pulled a ski mask over his face and was holding a pistol to Mike, who was behind the register. The cash drawer laid on the counter, so Mike had already gotten the cash drawer out for them, and the second man went around the counter, threw Mike on the ground, um, and then demanded him to open the big safe that they have. And... He, the second man said, open the safe or I'll blow your head off. Mike explained he didn't have the keys. You needed two keys to get in the safe and they didn't let just the nightly managers have both keys. The second man then kicked Mike all over his body and then also like stomped on his hand. And then came out from behind the counter, taking the cash drawer with him. The first man started backing towards the door. They went to exit and then... 
when he was almost out of the door, he decided that he was going to lean forward, lean over the counter, and shoot twice at Mike. Just shoot him point blank. When both of the men had left the store, Fred spoke to Mike, and in a weak voice, Mike answered, just called out Fred's name. And then Fred found out he couldn't use the phone. The phone wasn't working in the store, so he ran across the street to the jack-in-the-box where he called the police. And Mike died from his gunshot wounds. So that is the crime that this is around. So the two men were identified as Larry Smith, who was 22, and Glauser Ray Smith. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but they were brothers. Mm. So um, Glauser was 26 and Larry was 22. In the afternoon of February 3rd, so same day, Dallas police officer Bill Parker arrested Glauser, the older one, and recovered a loaded 22 caliber pistol found a ski mask on the floorboard of the car. And then at 4 a.m. on February 4th, Glauser took Officer Parker to a wooded area in the 5100 block of Watson Street in Dallas where a cash register, or like the the cash drawer was with the clip on it. In the (laughs) cash register was a receipt from the 7-Eleven, and it had uh, Larry's fingerprints on it. So it connected both of them to the crime. When police went to arrest Larry, he fled, and the police had to give chase. After searching the neighborhood, they found him hiding in a bedroom closet. Larry only got $25 from the robbery. A little backstory on Larry, literally just his birthday. He was born on August 26, 1955. So, like I said, he was 22 when this happened. And um, on Larry's first conviction, it was thrown out on appeal due to the prosecutors dismissing potential jurors who had opposed the death penalty. So, it seems like lately on all the cases I've looked at, they all go for the jury selection. Whether it's a jury member that said they opposed the death penalty and they did it. They kicked him out. Or whether they think that they discriminated the jury because of their race. But everyone that I have noticed has gone off, gone after the jury. But he got a second jury and they convicted him in 1981. And he got convicted with the death penalty. But his brother only got a life prison term for aggravated robbery. And he was assigned the Cofield unit in Palestine. From what I know, he's still alive. In jail. So, Larry had had a prior robbery in Colorado. And he was paroled in 1976, which was two years before the killing. So, he had to have done that robbery pretty soon after he turned 18. Because he'd been paroled when he was 20. So. Um... Larry requested the per- the following personal witnesses. His mother, who was Mary Richards, his sister, who was Sterling Smith, and Freddie Alexander, and then his aunt, Sherry Alexander, and Rose Walters, who was a friend. And his last meal was steak, smothered in gravy, french fries, lemon pie, and a soft drink. 
He was pronounced dead at 12.24 a.m. on August 22, 1986. And Linda, who was Mike's sister, said that the execution would bring, would bring peace to her family. For eight years, they've had to live with the fact that this man was alive and her brother was not. Now the family can get on with their lives and know that her brother's resting in peace. And all I have left are his last words. Are you ready? I'm ready. He said, Tell my mother I love her and continue on without me. God bless her. Tell the guys on death row to continue their struggle to get off death row. That's about it. And he was, let's see, 1986. He was pronounced dead in 1986. So he was about 31. In jail for like seven, nine years. Uh, math is hard right nine now. Nine years. <laughs> but yeah. That's, that's a crazy story. Uh, how did they decide who got the death penalty? Um, I think, for one, I think there was two reasons. One, Larry was the one who shot Mike. Right. For no apparent reason. Yeah. Like, they'd already gotten the money. Right. He had no reason to do that. And Larry had a previous conviction of robbery. But his brother didn't? No. Oh, you looked up? From what I found, that, there wasn't anything. No, there wasn't a record on his brother. Interesting. Which I think is really interesting because I feel like it's usually the older brother. Well, maybe he just didn't get caught. Yeah, that is true. Uh, yeah, but it, I don't know. It just seems crazy that he took them, took the officers to the register, and that's what connected him to the crime. It wasn't even like his brother or like a witness or a camera or something. Well, you have to remember when this was. I mean, was there great camera footage? See, this is the things I don't look up. Right. So, but I mean, you know, the older brother, once he got caught with the gun and the ski mask, he, maybe he did like try to do some sort of plea to be like, I'll take you to where the cash register is, which I don't know why that helps them that much other than getting... Larry's fingerprints on the receipts. Yeah. I just... There's so many um, people on death row that it's been these burglaries or these robberies that you get $20 out of it. Yeah. Like... Well, that's probably why he's so mad. Well, and, you know, we've talked before about um, the not being a hero and not trying to, like, save the store. Yeah. And it's like, Mike laid down. Yeah. He was laying on the ground, and it didn't matter. Right. He was like, he told the truth. Yeah. I don't I don't have the keys. And I don't know if they just forgot Fred was in the store. Yeah, because they walked past him. Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't think he worked there. Yeah. Well, he was sweeping. Yeah, but, I mean, who knows how bright... These people are. Yeah. It's just, I wonder if, like, he walked in and was, like, hiding in between the shelves once he saw the gun, or... Well, and they probably have so much adrenaline from mm -hmm. robbing the store that they're not even thinking right. Yeah. Rationally. 
Well, I'm sure that he was a great aspect of the trial because he... Well, a first-hand witness. Yeah, he saw all of it. And could tell you who had the gun and everything. Yeah. So, that is all I have for you today. A little short and sweet one. Not sweet. Short one. Yeah, definitely not sweet. But I'm sure we will see many, many more of these. It's crazy. I mean, I guess gas stations get robbed all the time, but I didn't think people got killed in these robberies. Mm. You know? so You think, like, the gun's more of, like, a... Intimidation. A front? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it happens quite a bit. But I guess that's why they say, like, intent. Because, like, if you even bring a gun, then you're saying that there's a chance you're going to use it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I just, I don't know. It's so frustrating. You know, you don't even get a lot of money. Apparently, most of the time, you don't get away with it. Uh, yeah. So. And you die yourself. Yeah. So it's really not... I mean, I I genuinely think that... Oh, no. I don't genuinely think... I think I, I know that if he would have just left when he was backing out of the door, he wouldn't have got the death penalty. Yeah. He would have got a life sentence like his brother did. Well, and it was $25. They might have even been like, oh, we can't identify these guys. We're not, we're not really going to pursue a crime over $25. I mean, maybe because it was an armed robbery. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. A little more Like, serious. maybe if they didn't actually, like, point a gun at somebody. Yeah. But. I guess I didn't think about that. But, yeah. I don't know. Well, we will. I'm glad their family said they got closure out it's, of it, though. I think that's always interesting. It's when I am able to find family statements, it's either. They're one of the spectrum. They're either like, yes, we feel so good that he's dead. Or the other side that it's like, he doesn't need to die. Like, we forgive him. So it's always interesting. Yeah. To see both are fair. And my point. Right. You know, I don't think either of them is better well, than the other. Yeah. But it's hard to say when you're not in the situation yourself, you know. And if this was a family member or, you know, someone you loved or a friend even. You know, it'd probably be pretty tough to be like, I forgive, I them. forgive this person. Well, and that's, that's more of like the surprise that I get when I do read one that's like, because I don't remember, I don't remember which episode it was that we did a, a while back where the family members were like trying to advocate for them to not be on death row. Right. And so that was, that's always interesting to me. Yeah. So, but we will be back. Next time. Thanks for listening. And I have already researched. It's not a robbery. If you hate the robbery ones, next week is not a robbery. So. Happy Tuesday if you're listening to this on the day that it came out. Yep. Happy Tuesday. Congratulations. For listening to it on the day it came out? Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Always um, rate us. Share it. To somebody in um, Arizona. Arizona. Still need Arizona. Maybe I'll keep sending it to my brother enough in Alaska to where he finally listens. But knowing him, probably not. 
Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.